Welcome to another episode of the Go With John Show. I'm going to take my glasses off. This is our first uh, remote recording, and we have Marcus Ogden with us today. Welcome, Marcus. How you doing, John? Thanks for having me on, sir. Yeah, thanks for taking time to chat with us today. So, Marcus, we've got limited time today, and you've got an incredible story, and I'm just going to jump right into it, and I've got questions in here that I, that, that I want to talk to you about. But you're, you're a former NFL football player, and you, you've had some challenges in your life. So tell us a little bit about your story. So I'm from Washington, D.C. I went to Howard University. I ended up moving to um, Jacksonville. I was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had a six-year NFL career. Things were going phenomenal. I got out. I struggled, John, with alcohol, addiction, nightlife. I founded a construction company. I built to be the largest African-American-owned subcontracting company in the city of Baltimore, the state of Maryland, for two years. I ended up losing everything in 2014 because I made a bad business decision, and I had to move to Raleigh, North Carolina with only $400 to my name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you're in Raleigh, North Carolina. Then what happens? So I ended up moving here to Raleigh and I ended up working for Merrill Lynch for a short time. I got fired from that job, went to a construction company the next day, fired from that job five days later. And the only job I could get, John, was a custodian making $8.25 an hour on the graveyard shift. And I worked from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m. And I ended up having my rock bottom moment of clarity as a custodian. And that was the turning, driving force for me to turn my life around, started keynote speaking. I didn't get a paid job for two and a half years. Got my first paid job April 2016. And since then, we've worked for, as of yesterday, 48 Fortune 500 companies as a speaker. We are a three-time best-selling author, coach, consultant of our own podcast, and we're doing great. But again, there were a lot of challenges, John, to get where we are today. How long were you a custodian on the graveyard shift? How many weeks, months, years? Six months. Six months. And then how long did it take you to realize into that period that that you needed to make a change? It took me about a month because I started working as a custodian September of 2013. I had my rock bottom moment of clarity at the end of September 2013. So it was about a month that it took. And once I realized what I wanted to do, right, John, I still realized I had to work to pay the bills. So I did those things and I made money to take care of my responsibilities. But that first month in, after that spoiled milk moment, that's when I realized I got my life together now. Right. So who was your biggest cheerleader during that time period? Did you have one? Yeah, I would say that my biggest cheerleader was probably my sister, Gina. Gina always helped me to stay positive. She always helped me to stay inspired. And there were days I wanted to give up. She didn't let me. She kept pushing me forward as a result of her and her nudging me in a good right. way I, I am today. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so you start your company and then I guess, tell me a little bit about what you are doing now. So I started the episode out about I'm going to pull from my key, right? So, and I've, I've obviously watched some of your videos, which you're, you're a great speaker and you've got a great message. And I look, you know, I, I, I spent probably about an hour, hour and a half this morning watching your work and it's, it's very impressive, but talk to us about uh, pulling from your key. So in order to pull from your, your key, that's a great question, John. You have to maintain balance and you have to maintain a strong mindset. A strong mindset is how you view or how you attack the world or your day. And when you face difficulty, adversity, hard times, you don't give up on your journey and you keep pressing forward. As a result of learning how to balance myself and how to do my own thing and be energetic or be calm or be more focused, be more relaxed. I've learned how to always have a strong mindset. And no matter what you do in life, if you have a strong mindset, then everything else will take care of itself. Right. And if your mindset is weak, then you need Gina. That's right. (laughs) I'll make sure to tell her that today when I talk to her. But uh, yeah, that's if your mindset is, this is what I live by, right, John? If your mindset is weak, execution will be poor. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if your mindset is weak, your execution will be poor. Talk to us about uh, anger. And, you know, so so when we, when we teed up for the show today, we were going to talk about servant leadership. Is, is is what we were going to talk to uh, about that. And I think within that, you talk about anger in your in your keynote speeches. So let's touch on that for a little bit, because I think that's good, good stuff. That's a good question, John. So that comes from what we call the personality traits, right? So things like anger, lust, envy, jealousy, greed, and people who are living by the personality traits, right, John? Yes. All- out for themselves. They're only out for what they can gain from others. The problem with that is if that's how you are, if that's what your life is like, then what will happen is you will always live a life what I call short-sighted and all about external motivating factors like money, greed, uh, fame, things that actually mean nothing. So what I tell our clients or our our keynote speaking clients is you want to live your life by the character ethics, truth, loyalty, honesty, being fair, being kind, because then you're living for others. Great book by Bob Berg, The Go-Giver, The Law of Influence. When you put other people's needs abundantly before yours, you influence them for the better. And that's how we try to live our life, and that's how we try to live our brand going forward. Right, right, right. Fantastic. So, so talk to us a little bit about um, emotional intelligence. So, emotional intelligence, John, is the ability to connect with people and understand exactly what they're going through, either through compassion and/or empathy. It's all about our ability as a human being to have strong EQ. And it's our ability, really, John, more simplistically, to connect with people. If we connect with 
people through empathy, compassion, you know, love, respect, dignity, then what happens is they feel that it's not a transactional process or sale. They feel it's relationship driven. And one of my good friends, Gary Day, wrote a book on strategic influence, and it talks about relationships. It's all about creating trusted alliances. And he's so correct because I always tell people relationships are the old and the new currency. Right. Right. That's yeah, that's good. Uh, that That is true. That is true. And, you know, we've got a lot of folks that come on this show. I've had uh, CEOs on and I've had small business owners on and they all they all go back to their relationships and how important the relationships are. And if you don't have good people around you and if you don't have good relationships, you can't really get much done at home or at work. Right. You got to have good relationships with your family and you got to have good relationships with your with your team with your team. So go ahead. No, I said, amen. Yep. Yep. So, so let me tack, cause we got about 10 minutes left and I'm, you know, really, I appreciate all that. And I, I, I would encourage folks that are listening to get to your website, marcusogden.com. It's easy. You type in Marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S. And as soon as you hit that O, uh, Google knows we're looking for you cause they auto fill it in. So you're doing something right with your, uh, with your SEO. But so I'm curious, just on a personal level, how, you know, I'm talking about feelings and tapping into like the moment when you were a custodian and to where you are now. Can you spin us a little story about coming from Howard University, going to play with with the Jacksonville Jaguars? And how did you like what were the emotions when you got into the NFL? And did you feel like you had made it and the rest of your life was just going to be a certain way? And then. What happened when when you when you got to be a custodian versus how do you feel now? Like, like I'm really curious about how do you feel internally about your success today versus how did you feel when you were on the field playing football with the Jaguars? So today I feel a different form of success and prosperity because I'm helping a lot more people versus football. You are all about your teammates. You're all about your fan base. You're all about your coaches, the owners. And it's not as big of a reach of helping people. So in the work we do today, it's a lot more fulfilling for me because I'm all about helping others. I'm all about helping people create and or seize opportunities. I'm all about helping people create relationships. I'm all about helping people formulate what they need to formulate in their mind to get where they want to go. So it's a different feeling. It's a different euphoria when you're out here helping others and you're out here doing the work that you know you're called to do and that you're truly passionate about and that you can see doing, right, John, for the rest of your life. And that's how I feel about speaking, coaching, consulting, our podcast, uh, I mean, very fortunate that we have a strong base of people who are always loving our work, our podcast, and what we're about, you know, all that type of stuff. So in reality, to me, what I do today is more fulfilling than when I play in the National Football League. Right, right. So so was it was it harder for you to achieve your success, public speaking, or was it harder to achieve success? I know it's a totally different comparison, but was which latter was was more challenging for you 
Great question. I would definitely say the public speaking because in football, I at least knew I had the natural talent to do it. Now, right. a lot of other guys that had talent and were working hard, but I always had a great work ethic and a natural talent for football. With public speaking, keynote speaking, when I started it, I really didn't know if I had the talent or not. I really didn't know if I had the, you know, the juice or not. I don't really know if I had the ability to do it. So it was really hard to get going. And then in the beginning, when you don't know how to do a speech, when you don't know how to reach an audience, when you don't know how to provide value, it becomes very difficult and arduous for you to figure out, is this your calling? And it took right. me two and a half years to get my first paid job. It took me over five years, almost five years, to figure out how to turn my pain to my passion. And it took me, in a, and then it took me total probably about seven years to actually figure out how to craft a custom keynote, how to actually find out what the client's needs are, how to craft a message that is really custom fit to every client. And when I figured that out, it got a lot better. But still, it's really hard with speaking because there's a lot more people, John, that want to do it. Now, there's a lot of guys that want to play football, but it's still very small in comparison to how many people in the world want to be speaking. Even though people say they'd rather die than public speak, there's enough right. people in the world that want to do it, and it right. makes it really hard. And you have to capture that market space which is not easy. And then once you capture the market space, right, John? You got to yeah. be consistent, you got to deliver, and you got to have a follow-up to get where you want to go. Yep, yep, yep. That's fantastic. So you said something in there that, that kind of resonated with me, and that is you had to figure out how to take your pain and use that energy to turn it into success. So I think we've all had, I mean, I've had my challenges in my life. Some folks uh, know about them, but taking that pain and that energy for me personally it, it is, a, is a massive motivating driver. When you're at the bottom of the barrel and you have nowhere to go and you have nothing, I think there's some fear that kicks in, right? That just That just sets off some kind of internal energy that says it's almost like you're being chased by a wild tiger that you've got to get up and run or you're you're going to die. So how how did you take that pain? How did you harness that energy and and turn it into success? So what I figured out what I found out, right John, is that everybody has mistakes or things in their closet or they have some sort of, some sort of pain in their life. And once I figured out that my pain could be my purpose to help others not to ignore their pain, not to feel shame about their pain, not to feel discouraged about their struggles. That's when I said, okay, Marcus, it's time to go ahead and get out of the comfort zone and start talking about your struggles, start talking about your failures. Great quote by Einstein. If you follow the crowd, you will only go as far as the crowd. If right. you venture off on your own, there's no limit to the success that you can achieve. So I started to follow my own desire to break out of the comfort zone and share my stories and share other things with people in that regard. So that's really something that I hope people learn from me is that we all make mistakes. Just own them, fix them, and move on. Amen. 
back at you. So let, let, me, let me say, Marcus, I really, I know I got to respect your time and I so appreciate you carving out uh, a portion of your day here to come in and talk to me and share your story with our listeners. In the last couple minutes that we have left, is there any, you know, you just gave us a great piece of advice. Is there any one thing that you want to say or is there anything you want to add to the conversation that we've had today? I'll tell your listeners this, a great quote by Aristotle, in times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. And what I believe Aristotle meant was is that we are the light that has to push through the adversity, the difficulty, the hard times, the arduous times, and if we can learn how to focus and dig in our heels and learn how to to utilize our strengths, utilize what we have and what we can bring to the table to help ourselves and help others, then we are the light that can get through any darkness to get to the other side. Fantastic. And with that, we will leave it lay. Marcus Ogden, marcusogden.com. Go check him out. Thank you, sir. appreciate you coming in today and talking with us. And uh, that will conclude another episode of the Go With John Show. And as always, go out there and build something extraordinary. Thank you, Marcus.